Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Jenna Serenity, your host, and today coming from Maine, from Maine, we have Elizabeth Mikotovich. Today's topic, today's topic is the indomitable fashion lady with Elizabeth Mikotovich. Here is her bio. I'm going to read it as she put it, with all I, but I being Elizabeth. My first experience with abuse, I was 15 years old and he was 21 years old. It turned out to be as if when we got back together when I was 18 and I had my daughter with him. My daughter's father was far more dangerous. The assault from him left me partially disabled. He would torture me in the bathroom for hours. I became addicted to the pain meds the doctor gave me. He choked me to the point my window pipe would collapse in on itself for a year after he was gone, causing me to not be able to breathe. I went to the battered woman's shelter and they turned me away with two beds open after taking, after talking with police saying my situation put the other woman in danger. The girl that got the bed did not even get hit. The guy kicked her car. Drug dealers protected me after that and I came across some really dangerous sociopathic predatory men. Predatory men. Once I was, I was pretty prison, I experienced and witnessed the violence against women in prison. 70% of women in prison go in with some kind of domestic violence or sexual abuse before even going to prison. This is what happens to women after society fails them in America. We have the highest rate of incarceration and the number of women getting locked up is only growing. I painted murals in prison and had a side hustle. I now have an environmentally friendly clothing brand based on my art and it comes in plus sizes. My mission is to make women feel so stunning and empowered they could walk through hell and bring the devil to his knees if needs be. I had to build myself up from scratch and I think this brand represents that. I painted all these designs during my healing journey. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here with you. Absolutely. And it's such an honor to have you here to be able to break the silence around abuse. It's a big yeah. topic that you come up with. And this is very important that people hear about that too, even if it is not talked about a lot. Yeah. So in my 20s, um, the first like really bad assault I got from my significant other, um, my skull was showing and they had to sew the muscle back and then sew the skin back. And I started getting seizures after that. And the doctor prescribed me opioids and I found out I was pregnant when I went to the hospital for that head injury. And when I tried to refuse the opioids because of my, my baby, they threatened me with CPS, which is Child Protective Services, saying that um, by refusing treatment, um, I was endangering my baby because my heart rate kept skyrocketing due to the pain. And 
you know, of course, ended up getting addicted to the opioids after a while. And, and because it not only was it helping with the physical pain, it was, you know, dulling the trauma. And he was so sadistic. I mean, I, I would get locked in the bathroom with him and he'd, you know, strip me naked, tell me I was going to die there, um, literally torture me. I got choked, strangled, burned, cut, you know, everything else. Um, and it, it really caused some very bad trauma. Like I was very reactive after this. I was very quick to react. Um, and then, then I feel awful afterwards because, you know, it, I'd have these complete overreactions in normal everyday life. And, um, finally it got so bad. I went to the local battered women's shelter called Spruce Run in Bangor. And first they called me a liar, um, because I had no emotion at that point. I had no tears left. And I remember one time, uh, he held a knife to my face and was like, if one tear rolls down your cheek, I'm going to cut your face off. So after that crying, like I would just stuff it all down and I would be like in shell shock. And they basically called me a liar. And so I went and I got the police and the police reports. And then they did a complete 180 and said, well, your situation's too severe and it puts the other women in the shelter in danger. They had two beds open and I had made a deal with my father saying if I couldn't get in, then I would sign temporary guardianship over to my kids. So, you know, if I wasn't there, my ex couldn't just show up and take them police and have that whole nightmare. And yeah, it was really, that was really rock bottom for me. Um, I was scared. I was, you know, alone. I had this man stalking me and the injuries had almost killed me. I mean, for a year after he finally went away. Um, he choked me so bad that the damage on my windpipe, it's like a plastic tube. You know, if you bend it and there's a crease in it, it can go right back to normal, but it easily collapses in on itself after that because of that crease. And that's what was happening to my windpipe. And I would have to chug water just to open my airways enough. And I would have ingested so much water, I'd end up throwing it back up. And this was just to be able to breathe. And the doctor's like, there's really nothing we can do for you. It just has to heal on its own. And I learned through trauma therapy that um, if a man does actually choke you and causes you to not be able to breathe, you are 600 times more likely to get killed by that man. And, you know, that was really hard to hear. And um, after, you know, after the shelter turned me away, it was drug dealers that kind of gave me places to hide and protected me and showed me ways of making money that you know I never would have done otherwise and I was just desperate and scared and you know getting sucked into a life I never wanted like so many women in this country do because there's no help I mean once I signed my kids over to my dad I lost my health insurance so any medication from my doctors, that was all gone. Any therapy, any rehab I could have gotten, that was all gone. And this is this is the problem in America. You know, we're one of the only countries that doesn't have universal health care and it's destroying people. And so eventually I ended up getting drug charges, uh, drug conspiracy, nonviolent. First time I got in trouble one time in my life and it just happened to be really big. Um, 
And I ended up going to prison and witnessing all of the violence and abuse and extortion that inmates go through in this country, and especially women. I mean, my first week at Somerset County, I witnessed an entire pot of women get stripped out because a male sergeant wanted a list of who shaved their vaginas and who didn't. Those that did were written up and punished. I mean, that's what sex traffickers do. You are going to strip a woman out to punish her. She doesn't groom herself to your standard. Like, this is everyday stuff in prison. I watched another woman go into labor and they... The only reason they brought her to the hospital is because we all stood up and threatened to riot. And they didn't want to deal with, you know, 30 women flipping out. And then they told this woman that if this was a false alarm, she would be going in the hole. Now, all of you women out there who've had children, you know you've had a false labor or two, thinking you're going to go into labor. Oh, you know, and it doesn't turn out to be, you know true and to get punished for something like that i mean it's just so barbaric the things that happen in there and, and the cover-ups and you know um like at alderson the prison the federal prison i was at um the captain and four of his subordinates all got arrested and convicted of raping and stalking inmates and tampering with priya evidence and priya evidence is it stands for Prison Rape Elimination Act. So anything of a sexual nature goes under PREA. And jails want to keep those stats as low as possible. I mean, it's like colleges and sexual assault. They will do anything to cover it up. And so, like, when I filed my PREA against Somerset County because they forced me to strip in front of cameras under duress and um, threats of being maced and extracted and... You know, and I've I've had conservatives say, well, if you don't want to get sexually assaulted by cops, don't go to jail. Like, just say you're okay with cops being predators. Like, and, you know, it's just, um, when I filed that PREA, they admitted to everything I was complaining about, and then they deemed it unfounded. So you just admitted to everything everything I was complaining about and but it's okay because you deemed it unfounded and that's how they stop reports from going a step higher to like an outside you know system of authority and so I'm working with legislation to get um laws in place to hold these facilities accountable um I did we did just have a win in Maine um we got a bill passed um that mandates jails to provide pads and tampons free of charge to women yes that is a problem in jails in america women not being able to get feminine hygiene products and then they'll create their own and get infections or it doesn't protect them and there's a mess like it's just no woman should have to go through that you can't get these things for yourself in in a in prison like it's completely you know ridiculous to think that anybody could and um so in prison, I also had a lot of healing. Um, I took all of the classes and um, trauma, you know, they have a resolve program in the feds, which is really trauma-based and it's it's really helpful. Um, but I, I didn't do well when I got out on probation. Um, 
Like I literally had a panic attack every time I left my house and ended up relapsing and didn't help. I had some people telling lies about me, but I, I was screwing up. I, w- I was going to end up going back anyway. So, um, I just got a full rev and I went back for nine months and went to Danbury and I painted murals there for $57 a month. That was one of the highest paying jobs in the prison. Um, everyone else, the starting pay is $5 and 25 cents a month. You work 40 hours a week for $5 and 25 cents a month. That buys you one phone call and maybe a package of ramen noodles. Um, it's human trafficking. You know, you are working for pennies a day, literally. And these inmates are fighting wildfires. They're moving dead COVID bodies and they're literally getting paid nothing while the prison makes a ton of money. And these big corporations um, get to contract these jobs out and pay next to nothing. For instance, a hospital saves $350,000 a year contracting their dirty linen to be washed by inmates instead of paying regular people minimum wage which isn't even a livable wage it's just minimum wage they they don't even want to pay minimum wage anymore they would rather have all of us in prison working for you know pennies a day and this whole oh well inmates get free health care no they don't they let inmates die i watched so many women die a very treatable you know unnecessary and barbaric things i mean this one girl broke her foot because she had a job of snow removal and she broke her foot slipped on the ice by the time they brought her to a hospital her foot had refused the bone had refused back together and they had to re-break her leg and of course they won't allow her to get any kind of pain meds other than tylenol so she had to sit through her leg being rebroken because they don't they they don't want to pay money to bring somebody out to a hospital and get them properly checked out and then by the time they do get them checked out it's too late and there's a much bigger problem i mean every every couple months you hear about another inmate dying of cancer because they didn't get them checked out and they they would have survived you know they had these women were had three-year sentences for non-violent crime and these prisons turned it into a death sentence I mean, it's just, it's horrible. And America is the, has the highest rate of incarceration. And we literally make up 20% of the entire planet's incarceration population. We have more people in prison than entire continents. Like, we only make up 5% of the population to make up 20% of the entire planet, of all the countries put together. To make up that much of the population is disgusting. And then they want to gaslight everybody and call it rehabilitation and God bless the land of the free. Yeah, it was built on genocide and slavery. And you just rebranded it into the American prison system. And Big Pharma helped you do it. Let's get everybody addicted to their meds and, you know, we can profit off that. And then we can demonize them for it and lock them up. And this is what America is now. And... I mean, the, pretty much every woman in prison had some story of abuse that, you know, they walked into prison with. 
you know, all of them do. That is a common trait amongst women in prison. So, I mean, these are your criminals of America. They're battered women and sexual assault victims. Like, those are your big bad criminals. And I'm just, I'm working to get things changed, but it's just a very, very long, frustrating road with um, so much patriarchal nonsense and mindset still going on but um when I went yeah when I as I said when I went back to Danbury I painted murals I was only allowed to use the color blue um all my murals were blue but I could use white and black to shade and I would paint cups and portraits uh for people as like a side hustle and then when I got out I was I was so grateful because we got a new governor and she changed the health care in Maine so I was able to get health care so I could continue trauma therapy. I could get help for my addiction so it wouldn't get out of hand again. And now I have five years clean. I've had my own art shows. I've launched an environmentally friendly clothing brand based on my art. And I've been working with state representatives and they've actually put, you know, a lot of my proposals on the table. Like if you had told me I would be responsible for crafting and, you know, proposing laws and actually getting them passed, even five years ago, I would be like, you're crazy. That is not going to be me. There's no possible way that can be me. But, you know, here I am. And even though I had, you know, some of the worst trauma and abuse and just the physical injuries. Like I still suffer from the physical injuries that man gave me. I still have chronic headaches and pain. I still deal with seizure activity, but I'm not getting sucked back into that victim mentality and, you know, having healthy relationships and a partner that doesn't put me in those situations and doesn't abuse me and do all those horrible things to me. So, I mean, there is light at the end of the tunnel, I promise. It's a long road um, and healing is, if you feel like so much time has gone by and you should be over it and people are telling you you should be over it, please remind them that your traumatic memories are stored in the limp nick. I don't think I'm saying that right, but it starts with an L. Um, that's where traumatic memories are. So the limbic system, yeah. yeah. Limbic system, exactly. Time does not register there. That's why all your traumatic memories feel like they happened yesterday, even though it was years ago. So if if that's something you're going through, believe me, I had to deal with that too. And don't don't let anybody tell you you should be over something that completely altered your brain chemistry and completely altered your life because it it those those homes run deep um i also want to show you guys um some of i brought some samples for you all we look forward to seeing that thank you so so important because that is something we can buy from you oh yes so this is one of my bags it's about the size of like half a pillow and there's you know butterflies transformation i love doing flowers because they're just beautiful and uplifting and I you never I never get tired of doing flowers um here's my other bag with the um my horse I originally painted this for my daughter she loves horses 
what I love with horses is the, the gentleness in their eyes. It's yeah. amazing. And and you represent it so expertly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, this is my lucky koi fish. So as you can see, there are golden scales. I did that to like attract abundance and wealth. And, you know, red is a powerful, passionate color. And yeah. Um, oh, those come in placemats too. So yes, you can get a four set of placemats with the Lucky Koi Fish and they wash really well. So um, that's yeah. amazing. So making sure in the description of the podcast version of this show, there is the link to the YouTube video so that you make sure to watch all that she showed right now. Just clarifying things. <laughs> Also, I am making a TikTok series um, about the violence against women that I witnessed in prison um, in detail stories. And um, yeah, it gets pretty deep. So trigger warning, but it's very educational and um, probably leave you pretty shocked. But yes, it's very real and it's happening and i just i want everyone to imagine when you hear these stories about women in prison i want you to imagine it happening to your daughter or your mother or your sister or any women that you hold value to like that's what you need to do because it's it once you hear oh she got arrested or oh she's in jail it's like we're just cast away like we're trash and there one third of americans have a record i mean are we all bad people no there's a problem there are a lot of problems that are causing this and people don't want to be criminals they get in desperate situations and they get in over their heads and you know when it was when i was met with empathy and compassion i, I was finally able to start healing and breaking down some of my walls and you know, come back out into society and, you know, do some really good things. You know, if I had been met with just endless hate and, you know, vindictiveness because of something that happened and I had the wrong reaction 10 years ago, you know, I probably wouldn't have, you know, worked so hard and, you know, tried to make so many changes and actually written to state representatives and, you know, tried to work with these people at all. Elizabeth, you are such a beacon of light because you sh you shine light on what is wrong. You break the silence around abuse of on what you have seen is going on, and then you can only imagine what you have not seen is going on, which is probably worse. But the fact is that you are shining light so that there is hope on the other side of the tunnel. There, it is not a end. It is a dark moment in time, but it is not the end of it all. And you are showing by your fashion closing line that you have created from your own healing, from all your own paintings, from your own expressing your emotion and looking at the right side of things, on butterflies, on fish, on koi fish, on on flowers, on horses, and more beautiful faces as we can see behind you with brighten up what you are showing there. 
right and show you guys this one wow bright and beauty look at the beauty of this face and then these colors and everything this is gorgeous you are shining light that there is a life beyond abuse beyond incarceration beyond violence and sexual assaults thank you for that and for that it is so amazing and this is why we are so eager to promote and feature you your business not only to brighten the day of other people but also to shine the light on what is overlooked cast away as you said very widely so thank you to stop and you are doing the work for it to stop thank you for that Thank you. We have all the link in the description. What they can already tell you is that on legal oh le gallerists. Yeah. L L the gallerist. It is it is in French actually. Le gallerist.com forward slash en like English forward slash Elizabeth Mikotovich. You look at the spelling of her name because it is right. I got it. <laughs> So, <laughs> making sure that is the closing website and otherwise all TikTok, IG, Twitter is always EPM, like Elizabeth P is your middle name? Patricia. Patricia Mikotovich. So EPM underscore art, like the art you are drawing, underscore four times one. So one, 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 one. Right? 11, 11. 11, 11. Okay. <laughs> so this is on TikTok, this is on IG, this is on Twitter. You got that. That's amazing. Thank you so, so much. I really encourage our audience to go find you and buy the, 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 your beautiful closing light from you. Find you everywhere possible. Because in the meantime, between the recording and the publication, you will keep on growing and expanding your business. So Elizabeth, you tell me when you update your links, because we're going to keep that up, up to date in the description okay. as well. All right. Very Thank important very that making sure that we can always find you again and again and again throughout time, because this is going to stay for years, for 10, 20, 30 years or more. So we always want to buy from, from you somehow. Thank you. I am also um, creating a coloring book, an adult coloring book. There was a style of art I did um, in jail. It was called Zen Tangle Art. My mother sent me the book. It's basically doodling. Like You don't have to have any artistic skill at all, but I found it really therapeutic. And um, I'm creating this coloring book with um, all of the coping mechanisms and things I learned about trauma um, along the way. So, um, you know, just because, you know, trauma is kind of like, you know, if you have a beautiful piece of pottery and you drop it and it's now smashed into a million pieces, like, yes, that's very sad, but it doesn't mean you can't create a beautiful mosaic with those broken pieces and create something new. And um, I'm also in the editing process of my memoir. Um, it's about my journey through prison and the long process. It's not about my crime because you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> but um, it, it is about my recovery and, um, you know, from 
pretty much when I got arrested to now and how I built my life back up. And it basically exposes the corruption and cruelty within the American prison systems. And from what we have understood, the reason why you were incarcerated was because you were at the wrong time, at the wrong moment, and touching drugs or, or being involved in drugs. And that was enough to get you incarcerated. Yeah, which uh, I tried to refuse initially, and they threatened me with CPS. So for all these people saying, oh, addicts have a choice, and you chose to be that way. I tried to not be that way at every turn and I my choice was taken from me and you know and then once I did get the opioids it makes the pain receptors in your brain more sensitive so when it wears off you're in 10 times the amount of pain and the pharmacy companies knew this so by putting me on that when I was pregnant like you're you're kind of creating a worse problem and then by the time I had my baby, like I really didn't have a reason to not take them anymore. And yeah, it just kind of, you know, went downhill from there. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of veterans, like big pharma made a killing off of the pain and suffering of America. And yeah, I mean, and this is wrong. And this is truly wrong. Yeah. And abusers become way more violent when they are detoxing for drugs. I learned that the hard way too. Mm -hmm. So you basically you have never been a criminal. You have just been no. That was the one to time drugs. I got in trouble. <laughs> That's it. And and even with that, that was enough. Yeah, to get to experience the other life. side, like castaway and things like that. Yeah. I'm sorry that you had to experience that. It is wrong. And I'm grateful that you're able to heal and to cope with all of that. This is also a message of hope that you are giving to all our audience. There is a life beyond that. It doesn't define you. It shows how to define yourself. Yeah. Um, for those of you having a hard time sleeping at night, you can go on YouTube and they have free binaural beats and meditative beats and sound healing. Those are very helpful, you know, especially with the racing intrusive thoughts. I mean, I used to wake up screaming a lot and, you know, I, I still do once in a while, but it's not every night and it, I'm not waking up like hurting myself or trying to hurt somebody else and not knowing what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm back, you know, in control. And I just, I know not to burn myself out and put myself in situations that are going to be very triggering. So, all right. Elizabeth, thank you very much for this interview. Enlightening. We, we knew nothing about that until you were housing. I really wish you many, many other media exposure so that you can continue to spread your message of hope and breaking the silence. You have to break the silence and to meet very well. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot. Thank you.